This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. We're back. We are back in a legendary. Oh, it's been oh so long. It's been long, and it's been beautiful because this is the most legendary moment in the history of time in Giant Up. It's a playoff podcast. Sam Prince is coming on, and could be any second. We don't even know when he's going to fly on, but it's going to be absolutely epic. We have giant playoff to watch on Sunday. How do you feel about the playoffs coming up, Riv? Oh, my God, man. It's been like – it's felt like a year. These last couple of weeks have felt like a year. Yeah. Like once we once we knew we were locked, and then last week me and Joe decided not to do the pod, get our minds right, and uh, kind of get ready for this for this big weekend, big game coming up. It felt like a year, man. Um, and, and you know what? Last week was cool. We got to see some things. Yeah. Right. Some interesting things, I'd say. Yep. That we'll get to. But uh, man, I'm I'm excited. I can't believe how excited I am. It's just it's it's nice. And me and Joe talk we've been talking about it all year long. It's like having something to look forward to at this time of the year isn't isn't something that we're used to in, in the, at least in the, in the recent past last couple of years, we have not been at this time of the year, you know, I'm full blown. I'm on the, the, the Knicks. I'm worrying about the Yankees upcoming season. The giants had already disappointed me beyond belief, but we're here and we're so ready and I'm so ready. And it's just, I think things are clicking for us. We, things are clicking. We wanted to draw the matchup against the Vikings again, and that is we exactly what happened. We didn't it's want the wanted. Niners. We wanted the Vikings in round one. That's what we got, the rematch. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that we, I think you might have said in one of the earlier pods, as soon as we lost them, you're like, this was a – this was like – there was – this was like a playoff game. That was like a right. playoff game that we lost. right. And we wanted that, and we wanted it. We said we were like, "Yeah, we we want them. If we could get them first round, like we want them." Yeah, and that's what we got. And oh my god, I think we're gonna. I mean, apparently, and I, I don't know how. To, I don't want to jump around too much, but apparently, a lot of people are agreeing with us that the Giants are gonna have their number. Yeah, and you know that makes me nervous when they finish thirteen and four. Hop on like, the bandwagon. Yeah, everyone's on the Giants bandwagon now, and I don't like that. No. I want to be the underdog still. I don't get like off. that everyone's like, yo, watch not out enough for the Giants. Room. There's not enough room on this bandwagon. Yeah, get off. Like You got to fill a form out. Shit in the beginning, <laughs> get off. You got to yeah. fill a form out, and we got to thoroughly – we got to do background checks. You're not just hopping yeah. on the bandwagon. You can't just hop on the bandwagon late and act like you were along for this entire journey. And I – also think it's going to be massive because our secondary was gutted the first time we played the Vikings. And now we have, we're going to have a fully healthy Xavier McKinney and probably a Dory Jackson as well. Like our secondary not- was gutted all year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's so many fakes out there, man. There's a lot of fakes out in the, <laughs> out in the media and ESPN and all these analysts. It's yeah. You man. Know, like maybe me and Joe will, uh, We'll scavenge up a TikTok, but yeah, I was just watching ESPN the other day, and you got people like, "Yeah, the Giants, the Gi- that Giants defense is fully healthy. When that Giants is, defense is fully healthy, like they're hard to beat." I was like, "Okay, wait, stop. What are you talking? Where was about? this? Yeah, what are you? You don't even know what you're talking. Like, I was just like, okay, 
Okay. So you're reading off a teleprompter. So enough. You don't know what you're talking about. I do agree with you, but coming out of your mouth, don't like it. Yeah. I mean, but it's true. Our our def- our defense is it's fully healthy and we're at full full blown capacity. I'd imagine that whatever was going on at that Giants facility this week was electric. Yeah, the energy's got to be off the charts, man. Energy's got to be off the charts. The energy's got to be crazy. The energy's got to be crazy. I feel like everybody. I feel like you know what's so cool too, man. That like, who the hell knows what DJ's thinking? He's such a low key guy, man. He, yeah. he he's he's turning into like this. He's like the Christian Bale of football. Yeah, he's like he's like the he's he's just he's flying under the radar, man. And everybody, he's all over ESPN right now. They're they're chatting up him and Saquon's contract extensions and how it's like the Giants have they got to resign him, which me and you do agree with. Um, I mean, the guy had a hell of a year, so I don't know, man. It's cool to see what ESPN, but I like how you know he's not out here tweeting, posting. He's just he's he's just doing his homework, probably. He's a student. He's a student of the game. He's a student. He's a student. He's and, in full-blown student mode. Yeah, it's, it's, it is funny because you literally don't ever hear about Daniel Jones and you don't ever hear about what he's doing. I saw actually something on Barstool. Someone from Barstool said that Daniel Jones, she, she was out to dinner and she saw Daniel Jones was hammered. No, Han- I was like, plastered. Uh, Hannah Cook. Hannah Cook. Which is, yeah, yeah, which is, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, was that BS though? I don't know. Who knows what she's talking? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even want to spread that. Whatever that was, yeah. that falseness about my guy DJ. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever that means. But regardless, I like. Dable had an interesting take. He said that uh, playoff experience is overrated. Um, <laughs> I love that. Which is which is that. cool. Which is cool to say. But um, mm. well, we're waiting. Reading an interesting article before, actually. I'm glad you brought this up naturally. Yeah. So, and I'm not sure what this stands for. I was trying to figure this out. You know what? I might still have Google up. But anyway, I'm reading this article. Daniel Jones makes his first career playoff start this week versus the Vikings. Since 2002, quarterbacks making their first NFL playoff start have gone 18 and 36 SU and 17, 36 and 1 ATS including 0-3 and three SU slash ATS last season. And then it says not including Derek Carver, Derek Joe, both made first start versus each other. Mm. What, do you think this, what do you think this stands for, SU and ATS? I have no idea. I was literally like reading this and I was like, oh, like these are numbers with nothing that I, I don't know nothing about. Yeah, I don't even know what that is, which is interesting. It's like, yeah, what is that? Well, oh, it says straight up here. Straight up in sport, SU, straight up in, it says it might, it might stand for straight up. Straight up? Straight yeah. up? All right. I oh, mean, here we go. What is it? Here we go. I found an article here while we're waiting anyway. Yeah, it's straight up and against the spread. Oh, okay. Ah, against the spread, the betting okay. terms. Okay. The betting terms. And we like to save that for the end, but why not? Joe brought up. So, wow. All right. 18 and 36 straight up. And they're 17, 36, and one against the spread. So that's almost that's like even. That would break out too, right? Yeah, a little low. Like, I mean, they're not going 500, but no. I mean, the 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 beauty is is that we we drew the matchup that we wanted. It is Daniel Jones's first game. We'll see how he does mm-hmm. against. I mean, the spread is quite favorable. People are everyone across the world, Vegas. Every single sports announcer now is everyone's giving the Giants respect. Everyone's giving Dable respect. 
Hopefully he wins coach of the year, which I truly think he deserves. Um, I don't care yeah. what your record was in the NFL. I don't know if there was another coach that could have brought this Giants team to the playoffs. There was no. literally minuscule talent on this team at certain points during the season. And now – I don't – I completely agree with you. I don't even think it's a – there's no other coach, I think. You know what? I love Andy Reid. That's about it. Well, That's the only guy I'll say. Yeah. He's a legend. Oh! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Sam Here Prince. We go. Has arrived. Sam, man, it's great to see you, man. Great to have you back on the pod. I don't know if you met my co-host, Justin, yet, but, um, hey, man, it's great Sam, to have you back up, on the man? pod. what's up, my man? Nice to meet you, man. It's a pleasure. Great to meet you, Justin. Great to see you again, Joe. It's great to be on the pod again. Oh, man, I'm so pumped to have you back. Dude, I mean, we. the funny thing is, is the last time we did the podcast was before the season started, and now the regular season has completely concluded, and... Our thoughts were probably now. much different going into that first podcast. Going into the regular season, I thought this team was going to win six wins. The yes, whole year. I think that's what we both predicted around six wins. I wasn't even, I wasn't there pre, I wasn't there for that pre pod, but I might have been lower than that. I might have had lower hopes. I almost put four wins, but I put a little bias to it, put six. The Giants, Davis Webb, the best quarterback of his team in the preseason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no disrespect for my main man Davis Webb here, but he played pretty well against Philly. Mm-hmm. He absolutely. No, David, they, yeah, he did his thing. He did his thing for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, but I think that's a, and that's just kind of funny that we're talking about this right now because that kind of brings it back to the point that we're talking about that nobody was going to bring us here besides Dable. Like, he's just he, he's he did it for us, man. And I and obviously we had DJ leading the way as well but I mean I think that this good coaching just brought us so far this year it was incredible and it was made it fun to watch made it you know I don't know man it's exciting who is the coach of the year Brian Dable I think that a question I think so that's what we were saying before I I really think he deserves it like he I don't think there's another coach in the league I said before that could have brought this team to the playoffs. Uh, obviously, there's no. some other incredible coaches out there, but... The only other coach who I can see win coach of the year is Doug Peterson. hmm hmm Yeah, but I just... Yeah, I don't even see yeah. that. I, I agree. I agree. But I just mm-hmm. don't... I don't even see that happening either. I think it's got to just be... It's so funny because sports are so heavy politic-related, obviously. Like, even, you know, that first team, All-Pro, came out and... I think everybody in the whole nation was like a couple names were kind of gypped out there. There's always people gypped out. There's the awards are very political show off kind of things. But I think that if it comes down to the actual numbers, there's just, it's not really an argument. Like if, no, if we're going purely not. off the numbers, I don't think I it's mean, an argument. With what we were working with. Pro team, so we're happy about that. Yes. Yeah. That's huge for Dex, man. That was awesome. Next to some big names there, man. Mm-hmm. Dex is young too. I love that. Incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And you got to meet uh, Davis Webb briefly after the game, right? How was that experience? Which uh, I've met him at training camp. At the practice. Oh, you met him at training camp. Oh, so did you, you may have thrown up. I saw you throw up a picture with him on the Instagram. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is after the game. From training camp. Yeah, Dave, Davis is a great guy. I love Davis. I've been a big fan of him. When I saw that he was get the start, I was extremely happy for him. His first career start. Got his first pass touchdown and his first rushing touchdown. And he got Kenny Galladay, his first Giants touchdown. Yeah, let's uh, 
Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit. How do you how do you feel about that, Sam? How do you feel about Kenny G getting his first TD and and getting his action last week against Philly? How do you feel about that? I mean, Kenny G would not be the team next year, no matter what happens in the playoffs. If he becomes Julian Edelman playoff like or Jerry Rice, he's still not going <laughs> on this team next year, no matter what. Yeah, I agree because with you. Who wants to up that contract next year? Nobody does. No, you're right. So I guess a better question would be, what what are your expectations for him this week? Do you think his role changes? He has to play a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think they gotta after that catch after that TD catch last week. I think that we would be stupid if we don't think that you know on some of those red zone snaps he's going to be. Yeah, it, 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 yeah it, that's what you play. You know what I mean? Red yeah. zone threat. You have him as a red red zone threat and nothing else. I mean, that's what we paid him all the money for, right? And mm-hmm. it took but no, it took how many weeks not to, to catch a touchdown with the Giants till last Sunday. Before last Sunday, Kenny Galloway and the three of us and Kadarius Tony all had the same <laughs> amount of Giants career. Touchdown catches. No, it's so true. (laughs) It's crazy to think about, but yeah, it's it's, it's insane. Oh my God. Joe, what do you think? Well, I I said a similar thing about Kenny Galladay where you have to give the respect to Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, and Richie James, who stepped into roles they didn't think they'd have and have been playing pretty pretty good, have exceeded expectations, and and I don't think Kenny's going to carve into any of their playing time. But I can see him getting some more snaps, like you said, in the red zone. I, I could definitely see that. And, you know, let's just talk about this right now. Isaiah Hodgins is the wide receiver one on this team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He came from the Bills practice squad. That was just mm-hmm. credit to Joe Shane for finding the talent. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And he's he's been great for us, man. And, and I, I talk about it all the time, that I love guys who could buy in like more than anything. And he he completely just was like the template for the Giants player that we needed this year. He came in, picked them up, and he bought into what we had going on, and he it blew through the roof expectations. And it was well, it's awesome. I, I, I agree. In, a player who does not get enough credit as he deserves, or I make, I I give credit where credit deserves, is Darius Slade. There were so many trade rumors, so many rumors he would get cut. Did he complain once? Did he not show up to practice? He showed up to practice. He didn't complain. Wasn't a starter. Didn't complain. Was there, and he was the team player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he, he put his head down and he worked. And, uh, you know, guys like Richie James, too. I mean, our whole receiving core essentially did the same thing. I mean, Sterling, you know, Shep went down early, and I love Shep. Shout out Shep. He's one of shout my favorite Shep. Giants. Yeah, shout out Shep, one of my favorite Giants. But, yeah, no, he went down early, and we had these guys buy in and put their head down and work, and it was awesome. And it was like you can make a thirty for thirty on the Giants team. Nobody would watch besides us three, maybe. But I, I, I would watch I, it. it. I would love it. it. It'd be incredible. The ins and outs of Kadarius Tony. <laughs> oh my God! Imagine you know you got the the Cardinals on on hard knocks during the season this year. It should have been the G Men. Mm-hmm. Talk about viewership. I mean, oh my God, who would have been watching that? A hard ox and see Kadarius Tony, what he's like. Oh, oh my God, he would have been exposed. 
That would have been it for him. You know what? He what? He probably would have still been a giant because he knew it would have tarnished his whatever's left of his name. No, I think he still would have been this. I I still think he would have been a giant. You mm. think he's just too much of a diva? He would have just nothing could have changed. I think him. he's a diva. I just don't think he meshes with the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I I I was pissed off and just furious with the Giants draft with him. Mm-hmm. But going this season, I've spoken about this with you, Joe. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not a big Kenny Galladay fan. I think if there's going to be a wide receiver that shows up, it's Darius Tony mm-hmm. and Richie James. I was right about Richie James, dead wrong about Darius Tony. I think everybody awesome. shared that, though, right? Joey, Joe, you felt that way too. You, you, you loved KT before all this stuff happened. Yeah, and I still won't. I thought he was the most talented receiver on the Giants, and I kept saying that. And I still believe that he has an uber amount of talent, but it just did. There was a disconnect with the Giants. No, Joe, mm-hmm. the offense has to be perfectly shaped to his liking. If mm-hmm. there is one thing, it's a, yeah. oh no, I'm not gonna play. Yeah, yep, yeah. not gonna play. No, exactly. No. Darius Tony yeah. is injury prone. He is mm-hmm. not a long term. Wide receiver mm. this NFL. He will not be in the league for long, as I've said before. Tony is not a good wide receiver. Mm. When the Giants traded for him, they trade a got a third and six rounder. Stiff friend the reminder that he has more songs released on Spotify <laughs> receptions <laughs> in the league. That's yeah, that's crazy. Wild. That's another wild yeah. stat. So yeah, you've done a couple gonna, wild ones, I think. So if you're gonna, you're really trading for that. I mean, that just props up the Joe Shane right there. Oh, hundred percent. I said that too. Once I saw that trade, and it's hard to get draft picks for players in in the NFL. It's a very difficult thing to do. You see some really good players in the NFL get traded, and not yeah. even yielding that much return in terms of draft picks. When I saw that they got a third and a sixth for Kadarius Tony. I was, right I was now, you have about two thirds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What you do, I'm Joe Shane. I trade that third and the 2024 fourth for Brandon Ayuk. Mm. Interesting. I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of Brandon Ayuk stuff this past week, actually, as well. Um, and I, I mean, I love that, but it's just so, it's actually super funny that we're even talking about Brandon Ayuk. And I love Brandon Ayuk personally, but I think he's great. But uh, it's like, in your mind, like when we drafted KT, he was that Brandon Ayukish kind of receiver. I give it like, chance you know what I mean? Have you a third round pick, or no, not even your fourth? Do the draft picks you, you got from the Chiefs? So you're basically mm. doing Kadarius Tony for Brandon Ayuk. Mm. I would do it if I'm yeah. Joe Shane. He yeah, has so true. much upside to him, mm-hmm. and the Niners aren't going to be able to pay him. Why not take mm-hmm. the chance on a young receiver like that? And you still drafted a receiver in the first round, which after today, the, the OBJ incident, I don't think Odell's going to be a giant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Odell's going to be in football pads again. It's just, and he was, he was, he was kind of a huge Odell fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big Odell fan too, but he was, and, and I watched the videos and I kind of did a little of my own research on it and, it's whatever it's it's give or take however people feel about it but like the way he, he was on twitter like i don't care what anybody else thinks about me like and i was kind of just like ah, like 
he was kind of I feel like he was starting to shy away from that spotlight and now it's just like slowly it's like a dark cloud coming back over him um but I mean the football off seasons are long and he's obviously not on the team right now so everything blows over eventually but I, I agree I don't I don't see him being a giant again mm-hmm. I don't see I, it I, before today I was for sure to be a giant I was yeah sure. I thought so too I actually watched a I was watching a, a video game streamer that Odell was, he was like hopped on a stream and he was playing Call of Duty with him. And uh, he was like giving out little hints and he was pretty much like talking about, he went into this whole story long and short about how he wants to go to a team that he feels like, you know, he could kind of be the guy. And he said that he wanted to finish something that he originally started. Oh, so bad. I mean, I would love for Odell to get the team, hmm. but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. No, I think now I think now that that's a I don't think that's a realistic possibility for us now. But again, I think track backtracking the Brandon IU thing I think would be great. He's a great young receiver and he's kind of I mean, he's kind of almost he's probably played better than Debo this year, right? Mm-hmm. In terms yeah, of producing. The fact that Debo was injured, but Yeah, but still I think he produced and I think that he probably wants to get out under cuz I think technically he's kind of still under Debo's shadow. I think he comes to the Giants and make like a real name for himself i agree i believe that i have a question for you both along the same topic because we know that Mm -hmm. there's another receiver now as well that's looking like they're going to be available in the offseason i know where you're going (laughs) so sam you first what do you like we saw the impact that stefan diggs going to buffalo had and that was the same exact people over in Buffalo making that move happen. So a similar move could happen for the Giants. Do you think that's realistic? Would you want that? Or would you want to move into that younger direction with Ayuk, who might actually maybe play off better in the future, but you never know? Well, Joe, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to cost a team a first-round pick due mm-hmm. to his age and yeah. due to his contract. Mm-hmm. D-Hop is still a top five receiver, receiver in this game. If the Giants call the Arizona Cardinals and get and trade a second and next year's third, something like that, the Cardinals, I'm taking it. I'm <laughs> doing it. Yeah. But it has to be it cannot be for a first round pick mm-hmm. because I don't know how many years of prime D hop we have. I would go for two or three. I would also explore the opportunities for a brand IU trade, mm-hmm. but if it's a second this year and a third next year, I, I don't see how you can say no to that. If you're Joe Shane, mm-hmm. because you're getting a proven wide receiver that you're going to, you're already going to draft in the league. And then you can go ahead and draft another wide receiver in the draft this year, whether it's a Quinton Johnson, Jack Smith, Jr., or a Jordan Addison, whoever's mm-hmm. going to fall to you. You have that receiver. You groom him to be that one next to D-Hop. And now your wide receiver core, and I'm going to say this, with, I think if you have that, the Giants are going to go with a forward wide receiver set with D-Hop, their rookie first-round pick receiver, Sterling Shepard, and Wandale Robinson. Then you have Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, assuming they're going to come back. 
that's a pretty good weapon. Those are some pretty good weapons. And of course, you have your tight end of Daniel Bellinger. Mm-hmm. I love those weapons. Riv, what do you, what do you think about the potential? Yeah, man. I don't know. I think it's a. It's like when you when you weigh out the pros and cons. I think it could go either way. I think I'm a little fifty fifty on it still right now. It's still like semi recent. Like it's like when I look at it and how I look at anything in any sport. It's like how when what's his expiration date? You know. And when you think about the Giants, it's like we're good now. We want to get better next year. If we could get D Hop next year for like what Sam said, something that's not going to you know, break our pockets, I think I'd be in. But I would want something else too. Like I would want another piece as well. I wouldn't want to, you know, throw the whole house at them and then Oh we yeah, no, yeah, that's what I kinda... said depending on the trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think Joe Shea knows that DeAndre Hopkins is not worth a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that would be too much. If 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 they traded a first and that that's where things start to get a little dicey. I don't think I'd want them to do that either. But if the price no, was I mean, right for D-Hop, I think that I would also want. It would be hard to refuse that just from a standpoint of being a fan and seeing him in a Giants jersey lined up for Daniel Jones. It would be – If there was a year to do it, man, it'd be next year. It, it, it'd be next year. I feel like it'd be a little bit of a revenge like, – because he, he, he's, he's a dog. He's been a dog his whole career. So I feel like next year, new team, after the Cardinals kind of were like – here, he only got traded for a second and third rounder, and the Cardinals are looking to get rid of everyone. I mean, maybe it's second and third rounder again. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe he's maybe he needs some new threads too, man, because he he loves to play football and he wants to be out there. And I think the Giants would be a cool team for him to come to that kind of are you know in the middle of rebuilding something, but in a really successful, progressive way that we've shown this year. And I think that it'd be cool. like I don't know, man. I mean. DJ is becoming somebody who's attractive to other players to play with. And I think that that was an issue before. And, and I think the that Giants that was good. Players want to play for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that I completely agree on that. That's pretty much what I was getting to, but like, yeah, like it was like in the beginning of the year immediately, I think that might be a little bit of Kenny Galladay's issue from the get that like DJ wasn't somebody that he was, he was kind of like whatever about DJ. And I think that no matter what people say, like wide receivers feel that way about quarterbacks. It's you've seen it for years and years and decades over this league. And I think of that, that, and then and now I think it kind of bit him in the ass. And like Kenny G's on the bench while you got got we're picking up guys from practice squad. We're about to make a career. G, the Giants were trying to do what the Bills did with Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. but yeah. they got the wrong guy. Right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's actually think, well, great let's analogy. Just, too, let's, yeah. let's just let's just be dreamers here and say DeAndre Hopkins is a New York football giant. What number does he wear? <laughs> because 10's retired. Yeah. That's it. Does he wear six just like in college? Mm. Ooh, that'd be cool. Isn't wait, isn't isn't Shep six or, or is no, he eight? Shep's three, no, Shep's Jay three. Six. Three, three, yeah, okay. Wow, that'd be interesting. That'd be cool, man. I don't know. That'd be cool. I mean, we've been dreamers be really before. Cool. We dreamed of we dreamed of Kayvon Thibodeau, and he fell in our laps. And I dreamed of Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. We had playoff aspirations. We thought it would take a few years, and and now we're in the playoffs. We drew the matchup. This is we were saying before too. 
this was the matchup that I wanted. I think this is what a lot of Giant fans wanted. I wanted to play the Vikings again in the first round because I felt like we had a chance to beat them. How do you feel about that? I wanted to, but I just wanted to get in the playoffs first. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure, but yeah. I Look, think this matchup, the Giants are going to win this weekend. They're going to beat the Vikings. They're going to contain Justin Jefferson. They have a Joy Jackson back and Xavier Kinney. Yeah, they lost to Heartbreaker in Minnesota. But players were saying they want to play it again, and they want to prove mm-hmm. to the world that they were a better team than the Vikings. That was a heartbreaker to watch. Oh yeah, I knew they were going to lose that game. <laughs> I watched that game. I'm like, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. <laughs> I'm like, you want to make the kick? Yeah. Watch my brother. My mom. I was like, oh yeah, 61 yards. They're going to go into my back. Is like my brother. So it's gonna go gonna gonna be this. I'm like, nope, that he's gonna make it. It's like he's gonna make it. it mm-hmm. Like right before he kicks it off, after he says he's not, it's like he's like, he's gonna make it. I'm like, he's gonna make it. you just know you you, you knew it. I'm like, just heartbreak. Oh, it was All the hard. things right for us to clinch the playoffs that day. It was okay. hard. We knew that. So we're in our final 10, Sam, and me and Joe got a little tradition here right, right when we break into that. 10 minutes left of our pod we start to talk about the upcoming game and and what we think about and what vegas thinks so we got the what i it's our classic uh vikings minus three vikings finished 13 and four giants finished nine seven and one i would say for 80 percent of our games this year we were underdogs we were under 12 out of their 13 wins have been one score games Hmm. yeah Hmm. Yeah. That's so, insane. what do you? How do you? Teams. How do you? Uh, score games, but the Vikings' luck is going to run out soon, and the Giants' luck isn't gonna get midnight yet. No, I think it's gonna. I think our luck's only gonna. You know, I think it's gonna. We got a few, at least a few weeks left. Uh, I think we built something. I think we just worked harder. Um, and maybe not. I don't know what was going over in Minnesota, but we we really worked for this. I think we're a little bit hungrier than them. Uh, like I said, they're thirteen and four. We were nine, seven, and one. Our way, we're gonna do it our way. We're gonna do it our way. So, what do you what do you think about in terms of a f- little final score prediction for this for uh, Sunday? What do you think? Four twenty five ball drop. Twenty four, twenty one, Giants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. He's already. He already knows, man. That's that was. Yeah, that's. I was all over that too, Joe. What do you got? Was that the score of the Giants-Vikings game when they lost? It was 27-24. 27-24. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be – I like 24-21. That's always the range that I've been – that all year we've been doing the score predictions. That's always the range I've been keeping the Giants in. And Around the mid-20s is where I feel like they've been scoring to where they've been winning and their defense has been holding teams to under that. 24-21 is great. I think it's still – I think it's going to be 27 27- to 21. I think we're actually going to beat them by six. I think it's going to come down to the wire though. And I think it's going to be a Daniel Jones game winning touchdown. I love that. I think they're going to win 27, 21. I love that. So I'm going to, so Joe actually hit the, the nail on the head there with what the over under is, which is 48. So Joe, you get right over to 48. I'm loving an under, I think our defense coming back full fledged, healthy, I think that we're going to win this game 24 to 17. 
Mm. I think we're letting up two touchdowns and, and a field goal, and that's it. I think that's Greg it. Joseph got, yeah, I think I think Greg Joseph is going to get a field goal blocked, or he's going to wow. smoke one because he oh they owe us one because he hit that absolute prairie dog of a kick last time to to put us away. So I think it's we're going to get our po- poetic justice this week. Hey, as long as Giants win, that's all I care about. There's no option. There's no option. There's no other option. There's no other option. We're winning this game. We're coming in. Our game plan's going to get executed. We got our guys that are going to do their job, and that's it. That's that's it. That's been the Giants' way. It's 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 been the Giants' way this whole year. It's been we've came in. We've had a game plan. When we executed it, we were successful. When we didn't execute it fully, we fell up short a couple times. And I and it's very very in terms of with what we're working with the whole year and what we've had going on. It's got to be to a T, and this game especially, being that it's it's that playoff atmosphere. We haven't been here yet. This is DJ's first time. Everything's got to just it's got to work out perfectly. You no, know, it it does it does hurt me a little bit. The Giants only beat one playoff team this year. Mm-hmm. It was a weird year in the NFL, though. It, it was a weird year in the NFL. Um, we yeah, I guess when when you look at it that way, for sure. But there's a couple of those teams that. You know that we actually know they like beat those two, bubble. Sorry, my fault. Two two teams they beat the, the Jaguars and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I was about to say though is like those, like there was a lot of like of those bubble playoff teams. I mean, the Lions couldn't have heated up at a worse time for themselves. It's like I almost feel bad for them. I think they were a really good team. They heated that, like, up what, when the Giants were cooling down yes. that week, right before Thanksgiving. Well, they played the Cowboys. I thought the Giants were going to win, but I'm like, are you serious? They're going to lose. Watch this game. <laughs> I was there. That was not a fun. That was a fun game, though. Even though they lost, mm-hmm. that was a fun game. Um, before we wrap up here, Sam, do you have anything that you you know want to talk about that you've been doing recently? Anything that you want to plug? I saw that you were doing a couple of charity things. Um, I saw a while ago that you were doing a charity thing with uh, Aziz Ajalari, right? You got to meet him. That's incredible. Wow, that's really cool. Man. Such a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So I so speaking of Aziz, so I did a charity event with him and the Boys and Girls Club at Amped event. So. Amped invited me. I did some media stuff with them, interviewed Aziz, really cool guy. We were talking Georgia football, and you know, he said it wasn't even close and it wasn't going to be even a competition for the Bulldogs to get their back to back natties. Well, that he was, was you know, I saw you were there. Yes, was that right. was like the most incredible moment of my life being there with my cousin, who's a massive Georgia fan. Well, and that dogs. Was wild. Let's, let's go, go dogs. dogs. Incredible. So, hey. yeah, so. I do my podcast, Prince of the Pod. You mm-hmm. follow me on Instagram and Tik. You can follow me on Instagram, and my Twitter is Sam the Prince fourteen. You can also follow me on Instagram, Sam the Prince fourteen two. And you know some other things I'm doing. I was last night. I was at the Giants playoff preview. I thought, sorry, I had to push this back to another day. I thought you were doing seven West Coast time. No, you're good. I didn't realize. So yeah, I was there last night. Got to see Bob Papas, all the other guys wow. there last night. Look, this look next week for the Giants. If they beat the Vikings, is they're gonna play the Eagles? I am contemplating to go. Mm. That'd be unbelievable. I am. That'd be really cool. 
to break the to break the bank and go. I think we would need you in the stands, man. We would need you out there. Well, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money now. Yes. Can't put a price tag on a memory, man. Can't put a price tag. You're on right, memory. but you know what? We gotta beat Minnesota before we can even mm. talk about the fuel. Yeah, no one one step at a time. One step at a time. But I love the you said it with confidence, though. That's why I loved it. I haven't been this confident for a Giants game in years. Last time the Giants were in the playoffs was that Packers game, which mm. I thought they were going to win. Me too. Yeah. Yep. And I'm afraid the same thing is happening this time. Giants fans are getting overconfident. NFC North opponent. I'm afraid this is it's the same thing. Yeah, it does have that same feel to it, doesn't it? Um, let's hope history doesn't rewrite itself, though. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. And Joe, before you said the national championship was the best moment of your life, until we go to a giant Super Bowl, how about that? Get a how victory. about us? Sit, yeah, and we get a victory. That'll be the best moment of your life. That'll be the best moment of my life. Man, that'd be epic. That'd be epic. But yeah. Sam, man, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, dude. It's honestly always such a pleasure to have you. Um, I'm so excited for this playoff game. I know everybody's excited for this playoff game. It's been such a long season, and now we're about to see where we fare in some playoff football against the Minnesota Vikings on the road. And I'm excited for one. I'm excited, too. Hey, let's, uh, let's go out there. Let's get a win. Sam, thank you, man. It was nice meeting you. It was awesome chopping it up. I could have gone for another hour or two. Uh, I could have went until we fell asleep, but uh, let, let's save it for uh, let's save it for next week, eh? We'll talk about our win. Of course. All right, boys, giant up. We out.